this is just a side quest, so we don't even need to do like a regular introduction to it, really. This is an awkward introduction, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it could be a full-fledged episode. It's no- Every side quest is a quest with aspirations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's about the experience from the quest, right? <laughs> right, which is why we should be doing a Torment 16. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Max XP, baby. <laughs> How, uh... Okay, I do want to... I do want to talk with you about this, uh, Diablo. Um, yeah, well, you, yeah this, this weird thing. The devil. The devil, you know, Diablo. <laughs> you, uh... You've been able to handle Torment 16, and your uh, Paragon level is quite a bit higher than mine. Still over double mine, but like you, how long have you been able to handle Torment 16? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I don't know like how long I had played the character previously. I'm playing a Barbarian, and uh, it looked like when I picked it back up as of like two three weeks ago when we first started playing together and all that Mm -hmm. it looks like there was about 25 hours in on it uh at that point i was able to do torment 10 to torment 13 normally i'm like oh shit wow uh this character can actually do some shit Mm -hmm. and then after looking up a guide to you know say hey you should be getting this kind of stuff you should be using these skills to give yourself uh more defensive power survivability essentially and uh, after I did that, I was starting to be able to do Torment 14 uh, with a little bit of confidence. Hmm. But a, a particular person, infamous in my lips that I will not speak of, and I'm not even going to say the name. He knows who he is. But <laughs> came in and made it a point that they're able to do much better than me, which is fair. It's true. Uh, I, I would expect anybody to spend as much time as they would to be able to progress, because mm-hmm. the nice thing about Diablo 3 is they reward those that play more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, shocker. Yeah, and I mean, that person had definitely put in a lot, a lot of time to get to the point where they're at. Yes. I mean, granted, they I believe they were around a similar Paragon level as me, at least last I checked, but... Maybe, yeah. So, I... I spent a lot of time going through a couple of guides, like, all right, what should I be doing? I have this, this, and this. What do I need to do to get, you know, stuff in? I'm looking at, you know, reforging uh, legendaries to try to re-roll them to get the ancient version, all that stuff. I would say from getting from Torment 10 to 13, uh, pushing the 14 took uh, up to a day. Uh, wasn't that hard. That was just me learning how to play the damn character. And I would say being able to solo Torment 16 level stu- uh, rifts and greater rifts, I was probably took me about a week. Okay. Uh, the thing is, I'm very, and I've made this very clear. Clear. <laughs> I hate being carried, which is why I also <laughs> hate carrying people because it makes me feel both hypocritical and bad. Uh, so I like to do a lot of the the grind by myself. So I would say, like, if you played it. Two, three hours a day for a week, you should be able to get the Torment 16 level stuff easily. It's just it's just a matter you gotta find that one guy that tells you what to do. And it sucks because some people just want to play it to enjoy it for themselves, but mm-hmm. when you when you accidentally unlock a build that gives you, you know, 30 times more damage than you were doing, you know, an hour ago, that's you know, it's broken in yeah. your head, but it's normal for Torment 6 and you know, difficulty uh 
Greater Rift level 80 and beyond and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, once you break past uh, 90 and 100, especially in solo, you have to have certain setups and builds in order to survive just being hit, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I was doing... Uh, I've been able to push up the single or solo uh, 100. Lately, I've been doing 90 Greater Rifts by myself. Wow. And my goal is to A, whirlwind so fast through them that they can't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know... The funnest goal. That is always fun to watch from my end as well. I'm just sitting there, like, trying to avoid their shots and stuff, and then you just go flying through the screen like a spinning ballerina. Whee! Whee! <laughs> and at the same time, uh, I gotta make sure when I have to stay still, like, let's say the the boss, the Greater Rift boss, I have to stand there, so I gotta be able to take a hit, mm -hmm. if I, even if I glance it. They fucking hit hard mm -hmm. at 90. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I... Honestly... I would be so excited. The moment we can do, like, let's say a regular 80 greater rift, you and I together, mm -hmm. and we're able to keep up with each other, I'm going to be so fucking ecstatic. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. Working on that. I've, I'm getting there Goku pretty quickly. Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, Vegeta loved twirling around like a ballerina dancer and holding rainbow swords. <laughs> yeah, those rainbow swords. Those are beautiful things to look at, especially when you're spinning. I love them. Yeah. I love them. So I, I spent six hours trying to get them. It was Dang. so nice. I know. Yeah. Getting the materials to be able to open up that one level took me probably about three, four hours. But when I got in there, it took me about six hours of trying just to get that motherfucking sword to drop. And But it was worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Now I got a sword made out of fucking rainbows, so... Yeah. And then, is it... You're holding two of them, so did you have to go for two of those swords, or did you uh, make it yourself? Like, so how did the, that work? Once you get the transmog by picking up the weapon, it's a one-handed weapon. Oh, the transmog, that's right. So I just transmogged them over whatever one-handed swords I have, which there's some class, I, I don't remember what they're called, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, I forgot oh, it was a transmog. I, I thought it was like an actual weapon you were holding. Um, you can. It's a legendary weapon, but it's not fantastic. Most people just use it for transmog. Gotcha. And I'm going to open up a can, people. Don't panic. It's not alcohol. I can confirm it is bang. <laughs> bang. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. This, uh, <laughs> this episode brought to you by <laughs> Pepsi. I have to make sure this is actually by Pepsi. Uh, distributed by Vital Pharmaceuticals. Wait a minute. Oh. That's not Pepsi at all. Okay. Uh, My boss got me hooked on this shit, and he said he worked at a Pepsi plant that made this. So I'm hoping that's true. I think Bang is made by Pepsi. It's, it's Vital Pepsi Pharmaceuticals. The it's, uh, that's just all it's saying. It's Vital Pharmaceuticals. It's not saying uh, Pepsi or anything. Well, fuck Pepsi and anybody owned by them. But I love Bang. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, Bang is probably, and this is not an actual sponsorship, but Bang, if you want to get sponsored by us, I drink one almost guaranteed every episode. Uh, the nice thing about Bang is I constantly, or at least I used to, drink Monster and Red Bull. Uh, it was just a thing I did as a third shift truck driver. Those long slaws, or, you know, just the long nights sometimes get you. And the thing is, Monster tastes like, well... I don't know what to describe it. I'm guessing it's like a drinkable version of motor oil, so it's not that good. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Red Bull is like drinking a Jager bomb without the Jager, which, no offense, makes sense. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And 
both of those are awful. But the nice thing about Bang is it has zero calories. It has zero of everything except for 2% in sodium. And it's just basically, imagine Mio-flavored water with caffeine in it. And Mio does have some caffeine supplements, but this has enough in it. I believe I looked it up. It was the equivalent of like a medium-sized McDonald's coffee. Wow. So if I can drink a McDonald's-sized coffee that tastes like cotton candy uh, and gives me the same energy without all the fucking calories, I'm not going to say no to yeah. that. Don't, my only downside is I believe it's carbonated, and I've been trying to stay away from carbonation, but this just has has a soft spot for me. Yeah. Or I have a soft spot for it. It's my liver. <laughs> yeah, I had... Uh... I am not a coffee drinker, for one. I have tried coffee many, many times, and I've just never enjoyed it. But energy drink-wise, I still haven't found... Uh, well, well, I did find one recently, but like I had gone through Red Bulls, Monsters, the Mountain Dew Game Time. Those, uh, they all... Kickstart! Yeah, they all taste like bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they work. Don't get me wrong. They work. I have uh, made a very, very bad decision and done uh, two of those five-hour energy drinks as well. <laughs> when <I was> oh <laughs> shit! Like it's I mean, been intense sometimes that I've needed. But on a very bare level, like uh, science level, caffeine the the main function of it does it raises your heart rate mm-hmm. and like just kind of negates your ability to realize you need sleep. Yeah. It doesn't like solve anything. It just no. uh it, it, it prolongs the inevitable. The problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I remember the very first time I had an energy drink. It was uh I believe it I believe it could be just one of the it was a monster can. I think it was the the big can, but back in the day when I first had it, there was something called a uh BFC. Uh also known as they didn't say it on the can but big fucking can mm-hmm. like it was a large ass monster can mm-hmm. there was uh something that happened at our school uh, for like homecoming or some shit where you uh, get locked into the school for 24 hours as you build up displays and shit mm-hmm. and each uh like sophomore year and all that stuff uh i believe it was sophomore year for me either freshman or sophomore i've never stayed out this late a day in my life i haven't played world of warcraft yet <laughs> so you know I-, I was young and naive <laughs> It's getting around like, I, I bought this can, it's around 5, 6 o'clock, I'm feeling tired, I don't know how this shit works, and so I just pop it open, I take a sip, realize this one's gonna be nasty, and then chug the whole thing in one go. <laughs> as uh, you do. As, hey, as one should. You know, 5 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, I got two hours left. Uh, multiple things, and I still remember this to this very day occurred. The first one is, when you don't eat anything and you chug a Monster Energy drink, the acidity hurts mm-hmm. but you quickly forget that as you suddenly realize you could do a marathon right now mm-hmm. like they're asking for ideas and i'm fucking vibrating in my seat like i phased through the lunch tables and shit and i don't think i went to sleep that night i think i stayed up for that day <laughs> just like you get so fucking wired the first time you drink that mm-hmm. shit yeah I, I i used to drink coffee I agree, though. Coffee tastes like shit. If there's a single person out there that tells me that a regular premium roast, black coffee, tastes good, I don't want to be friends with that person. I'm sorry. There there are certain coffees out there. Very few, but certain coffees. There's like a couple of, like, an Arabian roast uh, that 
you know, they're okay if you drink it black. Not great, but at the very least, it's tolerable even to the most innocent of tongues. And so my mindset with that is, and people are always surprised, like, well, Tyler, if you hate black coffee, why don't you just get milk and cream? I was going like, to say, just add a little bit of a coffee to your cream. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, <laughs> I, I like that kind of thinking. And I always retort, and this is like probably some ignorant ass shit. If my coffee tastes like shit to me, why would I want my coffee that tastes like milk flavored shit? And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, creamy shit, honey shit. I mean, it's all shit to me. Yeah. So, but that's why I drink it black. The only thing I ask for is uh, ice so I can drink it faster. Just swig it down. Fair. Yeah, I uh, I had said I did find a, an energy drink that works for me, and I've been using... Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it's My actually hole. like a... <laughs> It's actually like a pre-workout energy drink kind of thing, technically. It's Celsius. I don't know if you've heard of it, but you're supposed to take no, it before a workout. Is, um, isn't that the format of measurement for yeah, temperature used yeah, by traders? Yeah, but it's called Celsius. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I've been drinking that because even Bang, um, I've had some Bangs like through college and it's just not... It doesn't do the same thing anymore, really. And it's just like, it, while it does taste better, and I enjoy like the whole no calories and all that stuff, Celsius is the exact same way. I had one of those for the first time uh, a few months back when I was working a shift at Amazon, and I was just not able to make it. Um, so they had that in the break room. And so I grabbed it. Oh, and the no. cans are small. The cans are small for that. And maybe like two-thirds the size, maybe a third the size of the... Say, uh, the way you're uh, holding it up makes it look like red line kind of shit. No. <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's about two thirds the size. Oh, yeah, I actually have a can <laughs> because I had one last night, but oh, not no. that big. Not that big. Okay, so like so, a, a small Red Bull size. Yeah, exactly, can. a small Red Bull. And I had one of that. I was zooming around the warehouse at Amazon. I was like, sh- my hands are like physically shaking, and people are like, wow, you woke up. And it's like, I feel great. <laughs> And the research lab over in, like, the overhanging windows are writing, the, yes, work faster, my pretties. We will perfect the formula. Yeah, yeah, I felt like hammy from over the hedge, you know, when he gets the caffeine and I could just go. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I, I have fallen in love with that energy drink. If I need a pick-me-up, I take that and I'm invincible for the day. Fair. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, let's test that. but You know... We- <laughs> You're invincible. I got bang. It works. <laughs> so if uh, if Celsius wants to sponsor us, make sure you understand. You're first off. This uh, this is ironic that this is the only way Americans are going to embrace the uh, Celsius is through the form of an energy drink. <laughs> uh, and B, you're going to have to be competing with Bang Energy Drink. Like so, make sure you give us a good price. Okay. All right, I got it. <laughs> Oh and fuck Fahrenheit. We're, we're not no, no, no. Freedom Fahrenheit. units don't exist. I love how, like, I vape and you sip. <laughs> I take a sip right as you start taking a hit. <laughs> we just leave that moment of silence there for that part of the episode. <laughs> so, as BB said, uh, hi, that that's BB Barbering Violinist Thomas. Uh, oh, yeah, introduction. And, <laughs> and, and this is Tyler. Uh, I'm sure you notice, uh, hockey is, uh, MIA. Uh, hockey has, unfortunately... I'm kidding! Well, he's, I'm in, kidding. He, he's in Australia! What the no. fuck are you talking about? He, 
because Taylor lives in Australia, he, uh, Australians have like a mortality rate of like 70% on any given day. Uh, they either die by the age of 30 or they come out as Spartans. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, hockey is in the gray zone right now with, uh, I'm assuming it's like rattlesnake flu or some shit. Uh, the, you know, the, the kangaroo Congo flu or some shit. I was trying shit. to think of an upside down joke to make, but I, could, I couldn't. I, I couldn't think of any. Yeah, he accidentally slept too long, uh, sleeping the right side up, and as we all know, that's upside down, and now he's hanging from his feet to uh, try to restore blood flow. You know, but, you, uh, when you sleep upside down, you gotta put the feet on the pillows, and the head goes under the covers in the bed. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a position my wife would just love to sleep in at this point, with uh, how... Aww. How close to uh, birth we are with uh, Vincent. Yeah, that's this week. Any day now. I was hoping it was last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, I was expecting you and Taylor to do this by yourselves. Uh, I was thinking I was going to be in the hospital getting, or something. I was getting ready for it, too. So when uh, when Hockey said that he was not feeling great and he was going to pass out, I was like, oh, oh no. Solo. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. The due date is uh, July 24th, which is this Saturday. Uh, but because of how uh, fast the baby is growing, uh, he was able to come out anytime. Like, and be good. Uh, the problem is, though, now that it's pushing towards the due date, uh, he's jolly green giant. And uh, <laughs> my poor wife is not going to be able to walk for a month uh, if it keeps up this way. Which says nothing about me and my virtues, but whatever. <laughs> And, uh, I can't wait to hold him, man. I, I am... I, I see that smile on your face right now, and I'm, like, smiling like an idiot here as well. Like, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I legit, like, there's times where I'll be sitting there driving, and I'm like, oh, man. I don't, I might, there's gonna be a good chance I might see what he looks like before my wife does. And I'm just imagining, you know... And it's like a question mark for the face and all that, because I have no idea if it's going to be blue eyes, brown. It doesn't matter. He's going to be beautiful. And just this little bundle of joy with the blankets just gets me all warm and gooey inside. <laughs> That's literally how I'm smiling right now for this whole thing. <laughs> and then I get all embarrassed, and then it's like, well, no one saw me except for the camera that's looking at me inside the truck. And then uh, I'll, I'll just like send a quick text to my wife saying, I love you. Is the baby born yet? And <laughs> apparently that's not how it works. No. <laughs> Didn't I see a post or something about like, uh, yes, like we appreciate all the love and concern, but let's not be impatient. <laughs> uh, are you on Facebook? Uh-huh. Are you friends with Amanda on Facebook? Both of you guys. Ah, I discovered this last night. This little gem of a post my wife put out. <laughs> uh, I did too. I uh, had to get a translation uh, directly from her, uh, where she's kindly asking everybody that's giving her unwarranted advice to uh, take a back seat for a minute. Because, uh... A, she's, she's, if there was, like, a completionist trophy, she's gotten every single bit of advice you could possibly think of <laughs> threefold so far. And if you haven't talked to her for over four months, and, you know, or two years... Or fucking five years, and the first thing you say to break the silence is, I hope you get some sleep, you won't be getting any some soon, and it's like, 
We know. Yeah, it's like this is kind of universal knowledge know. with having a child. <laughs> Why do you feel the need to explain the obvious, Karen? No. <laughs> now, if you tell me I need to put a circle of salt around him on the seventh day for a very specific reason, and that's yeah, sure, let me know that. <laughs> if he turns into a color green and he starts shouting about killing Kakarot, I do want to know. If it's the fact that his poop is going to be a weird, sickly black tar the first time it comes out, don't worry. I know. I know when I need the burp. I know it's front to back. <laughs> I know to put a diaper underneath the other diaper and to make sure to stand to the side. Don't you worry, my friend. I know the tricks now. I like. I And if there isn't any I don't know, I have a librarian full of knowledge that is in the form of the mother, <laughs> my wife. The one who is birthing the child, you know? <laughs> and behind her is generations of other parents who may also be guilty of doing this, uh, including my own mother, bless you, mom, uh, for giving all this wild advice. I'm, I'm still, still... <laughs> Just the out of the blue message from my mom saying, hey, when you're giving birth, just push like you're trying to have a poop. It's just broad daylight <laughs> messaging. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my shit. goodness. God forbid the nurse lets my wife know that or the doctor or any other guy that she's been looking up. My mom had to give that, that token <laughs> bit of advice that just... <laughs> Divine words. I, <laughs> Sacred words of wisdom. It's not that I, I'm against getting advice. It's just, at this point, everybody... And, and this is something that bugs me. It bugs a lot of people. Uh, including me, and I have to be careful with it. People just don't like unsolicited advice. Uh, I was very clear about that last night when we were playing Diablo 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where people are like, Hey, I'm a barbarian. You're a barbarian. But I'm a better barbarian. I'm going to give you tips to how to be second the best to me. And it's like, whatever, dude. Shut the fuck up. Yep, just let me enjoy a game and play the way I want to play it. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, you don't even look that cool. Oh, like, you oh. don't even have rainbow swords, dude. <laughs> Where are your transmogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you were learning how to get better as a barbarian, I was training in the way of the rainbow. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, for one, am very, very excited for you guys. Um, I was, uh, I went through some of the comments from that post and was laughing at some of it, just imagining some of the advice, actually, because I have had very similar experiences with uh, my brother one year younger and brother one year older, just having their own children as well. And we're in a group chat with the three of us, because we're all just a year apart. And so yeah. we're in a group chat, and they're like, okay, Thomas, for when you end up getting married, and when you have a child, I'm like, guys, I'm single. I don't need this advice right now. But they're like, this is a do and a don't. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'm already watching you guys with all the advice that you guys are getting. Right. It's like, <laughs> I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, had a conversation last week about the unsolicited advice that uh, my older brother had been getting, and he was having his second child. And people were saying, like, oh, with the second one, you can expect this, 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 this. And he's like, okay. Bullet point, PowerPoint, right? representation. Right? Yep. In that same thread, there was one comment. I don't even know who it was from. I don't care. That was like, don't worry. If you need to know how to do something, God will show you the way. And I wanted to respond so quickly. 
And if God doesn't do it, Google's a quick second option here. Mm -hmm. It's just... (sighs) (laughs) But in a couple of days, maybe sooner, maybe later, none of that's going to (laughs) matter. If if we need advice, we'll be reaching it out. And then I'm sure those same people that came from the woodwork that didn't offer any good advice will be saying they don't want to share us advice because we scorned them the first time. Mm -hmm. And then... Thankfully, we got quite a few people that we can lean on for, you know, parental advice, just in case. Also, the fucking internet. But Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, enough (laughs) about children, because that's going to be what I'll be thinking about for the next 18 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is my last week to think about video games and the like. Games. Games, games, games. Games. Have you played it? Have you been playing anything besides Diablo 3? Like, what's on your list here? Yeah, I have been, actually. Uh, I was without internet this past week, so I... Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> and I work from home on the internet, so I wasn't even Oof. able to work. So I had a lot of time to game offline. Um, I went through and picked up some uh, games that I just wanted to finish playing through. Um, I finished playing... Um, got some more like trophies and stuff while I was hunting through Skyrim just to jump back into it. Um, like it had been years since I had played, um, unmodded on PS4, like the original Skyrim with all the glory and its bugs and everything. I mean, it's still pretty good. It's fantastic. I, the only time I played one time a long time ago when it first came out in 2011. And then I played it a second time, I think last year on PSVR. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a change. Yeah, I first played Skyrim when it first came out, but I had an Xbox 360 at the time, and my brothers and I all shared it, and like, when I tell you it was an unhealthy obsession, it got in the way of like, normal functioning life, and yep, it was one of- that is the- that's a dangerous addiction right there. Yeah, it was- I can't tell you how many thousands of hours I put into that game. I think I had gotten my character up to like level 70 or 80 within the first month of playing, and that's with sharing the system with my brothers, to where like we would all like oh, take no. our turns, and that Xbox yeah. was going 24-7. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Speaking of 24-7, I made a mistake. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, so, apparently, and I didn't realize this, uh, thankfully nothing caught fire, uh, apparently one day, I docked my Switch, and then forgot to turn it off, and it had ran 24-7 for over a month. Oh! 32 days straight. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, indeed. Uh, and everything's fine with it, but... I now apparently have 1,500 hours logged up for everybody to see for Super Mario Party, so... (laughs) Just... (laughs) What do you do with that? that is beautiful. I mean, of all the games I could possibly log 1,500 hours in, I guess that would be a fun one to brag about. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you played uh, 80 hours and you think yourself a pro. Have you done that for Breath of the Wild? Uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild... I think I only sunk in like 150 hours on the Switch and then another 60 hours on uh, the modded emulation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I definitely have not done that for you know, like two hours combined total at the very most. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, just going from like five hours to 1,500 was just... Uh, That's beautiful. The fact they counted it too was <laughs> hilarious. Like I might want to open up a game and leave it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
just to show I my mean, dedication to uh, just pick right. a random random indie game on Switch. <laughs> Swear my undying love for it. Like you look at uh, people's profiles, you can see what their big game is, and you know some people like back in 2017 during the Switch days, it felt like everybody had a bragging point with how much time they spent playing mm -hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And so you know, looking at that. I guess my fucking bragging points fucking Super Mario Party and the fact my Switch didn't catch fire. <laughs> I really feel bad. I did not think that that was going to be a thing. Uh, also, my, uh, I don't know if it's be my Joy-Con Joy or my right side of my Switch. Uh, my right Joy-Con won't charge anymore. So oh, no. that became, yeah, that became a quick problem. Real damn quick. Uh, it's been sitting there all this time, and it's been low battery, and, uh, no matter, like, it would charge, like, three seconds, say it's, like, two-thirds full, and then immediately drop down to low battery. Oh! So, when I've been playing Breath, or not Breath of the Wild, uh, Skyward Sword, which came out, th uh, this Friday, I end up having to borrow my wife's Joy-Con, because I made a sad discovery, and that is playing Skyward Sword with the Pro Controller <laughs> sucks nuts! <laughs> Like, Rattlesnake Fang <clears throat> sucks nuts. It really, really blows. It stinks. I can't believe how bad that is. And I don't even know, if, like, technically it's Nintendo's doing, because they're the one that designed the controls and the game. But holy shit. Uh, you should never, ever, ever play Skyward Sword with the Pro Controller. If you do, you're hurting yourself, you're ruining your experience. Holy shit. So, I, uh... You look pained as you're saying that. <laughs> like, it it stinks because I was excited to play it with the controller. Because the nunchuck and Wiimote, you know, back in the day was pretty cool for the most part. But at the same time, my, I, I got old man wrist now. I, I can't quite swing like I used to. <laughs> and, you know... You know, the move to the controller, I thought, like, okay, maybe I'll press B or something like that, and I'll swing the sword. No, it's the right thumbstick. You gotta hold the right thumbstick to the direction that you want the sword to be held, and then flick it to the other side to swing it. And do, just doing that back and forth with my Switch controller, like, like, oh boy, I'm gonna rip this motherfucking thumbstick out. And there was no secondary control uh, for the camera. Uh Wherever you ran, you were running, like, away from the camera. You couldn't see where you are going, so you'd have to constantly oh. hit L to change the camera. Was it that way on the Wii as well? I don't remember that. Uh, well, there was no thumbstick on the fucking Wiimote, so uh, you had to move around and then press on the back button on the nunchuck to redirect the camera. I forgot about that. I did, too. So when it followed that mindset, I was boggled. I'm like, no! There's a second thumbstick, please, for the love of God. It's like, well, how are you going to swing your sword? B button. I don't give a fuck how I swing. <laughs> well, actually, it's Skyward Sword. You really do. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I was hoping they had it set up to where it, think L1, L2. L2 is your uh, set camera, reset it forward. Holding L1 changes the ability to control that thumbstick as a sword into camera view. So it was like a bit of a blessing, but I had to constantly hold it to switch it around. And when I switched to the Joy-Cons, all the motion controls is set into the Joy-Cons' actual motions. So I flick it, it pulls out the sword, and I can swing how I want. Right thumbstick controls the camera. Mwah! Perfect. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. 
I can't do that on the Joy uh, or Pro Controller because apparently doing this with uh, the Pro Controller <laughs> back and forth swinging like a billy club was not the feasible option. But I'm, I'm about two hours in. I am just about to go into the first area after like the prologue chapter. I, I beat Skyward Sword, I think, two, three times. It's not my favorite Zelda game. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, it's... If I were to rank it amongst all the Zeldas that I have played or watched seen played through, it's probably maybe two steps above Zelda 2. Like, it is it is the worst one out of all the 3D Zeldas, in my opinion. Just my opinion. It's pretty low on there for me as well, I agree. And as such, back in the day, I just rushed through the story. Now I'm just digging around. Like, before I jump down to the world below, I'm like... Well, there's that place that has, like, the pumpkins and shit. Let's go explore that. And I'm just goofing off and seeing what I can, you know, get out of it before I actually commit to the story. But, uh, it's been okay. That's the weird part. It's been okay. I, when Link's Awakening remake came out, I picked it up. I couldn't put it down. Mm -hmm. When this came out, I waited a whole, like, I've been thinking, I was like, do I want to get it? I'm like... Well, people used to call me a Zelda fanatic, so I feel like I'm legally contracted or <laughs> obligated to, but... And then I, I picked that up and I bought it, and I'm like, I mean, this isn't so bad. Why does everybody look like Picasso paintings? And I, like, completely forgot that they all look like fucking, like, somebody was an acid creating these characters with the way it they look. very interesting art for that. <laughs> it's... <sighs> The fact that Link is the closest one to looking like a normal human being. Even Zelda, I had to pause for a second, and she looked almost chibi, and mm-hmm. it just freaked me out. I'm like, huh, yeah, I remember her having the bowl cut, I guess, but were her eyes always that spread apart? And, uh, I mean, I shouldn't be, like, making, like, it, it just, the, they look fine as people, I'm sure, but a lot of them have some facial features that seem like artistic choices than more naturally made choices if they were actual characters. But this is a fucking Zelda game. Mm -hmm. I guess after, you know, uh, Wind Waker trying to make the dynamic theme of being cel-shaded and all that, and then Twilight Princess, one of the dark and moody, some guy out there looked at Miyamoto straight into the eyes and was like, I got the design choices of the characters. You could trust me. And, like, Mike Guy did, a, you know, the shining thumbs up and glinting teeth thing and, you know, got the go-ahead and then fucking tripped into a mountain of coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, with the with Skyward Sword, I have to say, I think that boss, uh, Girahim, right? Yeah, yeah. Girahim? Girahim, yeah, uh... He had to be one of my favorites design-wise of a lot of the bosses. I personally really enjoyed fighting him. He was annoying as fuck, but <laughs> I, uh, oh yeah, but Here, I, I really haven't enjoyed his the, character. I haven't gotten to him in the uh, the HD version, but out of all the memorable characters in that game, there are two characters that I remember the most. First one's Girahim because he's the most well-designed. The most antagonistic uh, person in the entire thing. Mm-hmm. He was a Rochimaru level creepy and, you know, intimidating at times. But at the same time, provided a good combat sequence each time you fought him using the motion controls. And the second one was a fucking robot that constantly insulted you but was smitten with five for whatever reason. So, 
I even forgot about Faya, yeah. so. <laughs> Faya has only appeared out of my sword one time. It's doing great so far. <laughs> I was expect. I feel like it should have happened at least five more times, and they're like, kind of like that meme where uh, uh, the guy comes out of the store and sees a hot woman is walking towards him, but the black guy puts his hand up mm. to his chest like, yeah, wait a minute. And it's like, Fi, like, ooh, a tip I can make. Yeah. <laughs> and the game's like, now wait just a minute, this is the HD version. Mm-hmm. They'll ask for you if they want a tip, and Fi's like, but, but master, I need to give you a tip. I need to give you unsolicited advice. And it's like, actually, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm cool with that part so far. Mm-hmm. I am curious to see how it looks uh, once I get down to the forest to see what it's like. It's so weird because, like, looking at Reddit and stuff, Zelda has, uh, the Zelda subreddit has tagged anything talking about uh, Skyward Sword as spoilers. Because the game legit came out almost 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people have never played this before, and people that you know fell in love with uh, Breath of the Wild and never played a, ga- a Zelda game before that are probably giving this a shot. So mm-hmm. they're probably like you know licking their lollipops and twirly hats and going, "Ooh, this must be like Breath of the Wild too." Oh no, no, honey, boo boo. Oh no, no honey, oh. boo boo. <laughs> But what are you talking about? He can run with a stamina meter just like Breath of the Wild. You climb like... And my uh, my shield breaks like in Breath of the Wild. Do you think that's going to give this game like really bad reviews in the long run? Because they're expecting something like Breath of the Wild again? No. If, if the people that are ignorant enough to not know about the dynamics that is Skyward Sword compared to that of Breath of the Wild... If they're giving reviews, then we're living in a very dour world of, you know, video game journalism. I mean, we're not? No. (laughs) True, but at the same time, I'd like to give people some credit that they're not going in completely ignorant, you know, not bothering to look at a trailer and realizing, oh, this is something different. Otherwise, they would be, you know, fucking busting their nuts about and clutching their pearls at the idea of Link's Awakening when it came to the Switch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think they know what, you know, like, at least they have an inkling of an idea what they're getting into until they realize they gotta hold the Joy-Con to swing the damn sword. And then they're gonna realize, oh, shit. <laughs> we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Kind of impressed that there's no microtransactions. I was expecting, like, an expansion pass or some shit. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. Very glad that they didn't do that. Yeah. Good on you, Nintendo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo, for not going into the negatives on uh, our points given to you so far. <laughs> they did it. I, I'm I'm impressed that they did it. And there are some people out there that love Skyward Sword. I, for the life of me, can't figure out why compared to other Zelda games. But mm-hmm. just because it's not as great as uh, another Zelda game that I would hi- you know hold in high esteem doesn't make it a bad one necessarily. It's just... It's stacked up against other titans of its own merits, and <laughs> when you uh, calculate those merits, uh, Skyward Sword just, you gotta give it a lot of grace. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a lot of, uh, what's the term, uh, I was trying to think of the word, like, suspension of belief, I guess, would be the term. Yeah. Yeah, with my, uh, I think with my experience with, uh, Skyward Sword, it came right after, I mean, I had just stepped into playing the 3D Zelda games. I have never completed, uh, Wind Waker or, uh, Majora's Mask. I 
as far as video games go, I had not really, really played Zelda games. Um, I grew up more on uh, Mario Kart party games playing with my siblings because we're all so close in age. Games that I could play with everyone else, so I never really dove into a story game. I dove into Ocarina of Time as my first Zelda, like actual first full-on campaign game, and I had played through that, and that was great. Then we got a Wii, and I played... I'm actually surprised you're saying it's great. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, this is no offense, but Ocarina of Time, when it came out, I think 1996, 1997, was like the paragon of all 3D platforming, and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it was a monolith, mm-hmm. but playing it nowadays, it probably lost its glimmer to, like, first-time impressions when there's so many other games that do, well, better. They improved on it with graphics and quality and design and all that. So, the fact you're telling me it's, like, above good is makes me happy, but kind of surprised. Yeah, well, I wasn't, like, expecting, you know, incredible, incredible, like, uh, graphics or gameplay or anything like that. I had a 64 as well that I intentionally, like, I think I had that in mind when I would play old games like that because i went from like having a playstation one uh to gamecube then went back to the 64 so like i went back with 64 and i knew what i was getting into with those so i had that in mind as i was playing it and i really really enjoyed my playthrough of um ocarina of time and i had gone from that when we got our wii i played um uh, twilight princess and then as soon as i beat twilight princess I jumped straight into Skyward Sword. So I still had, like... The, I'm so sorry. The shock and the awe of that I got of, like, you know, Twilight Princess being a much, like, bigger, better graphics, like, better gameplay kind of thing, like, 3D Zelda game as opposed to Ocarina of Time. And then I went from that right into Skyward Sword. So I think Skyward Sword, like, totally was dulled in comparison to uh, that excitement and the hype that i had from uh, twilight princess so that's why i don't quite enjoy skyward sword as much i never knew what the term was when i first played and beat skyward sword like i beat it within three days of it coming out i lived and breathed that fucking game and when i beat it i'm like best zelda game ever na oh my god game of the <laughs> year and then like five six years later you know i'm with my wife at this point i'm trying to play it and i'm like I didn't understand what the term rose-tinted glasses meant at the mm-hmm. time, but when I went to play it the second time, thinking how great of a game it was, I'm like, well, wait a minute. That feature actually is terrible. <laughs> did Fi did Fi always try to strike up conversation with me? Like, And I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to play around with it, trying to, you know, let the nostalgia grease, or, you know, lube my way in, and it's like, I keep snagging here and there about little things that are starting to bug me. I'm like, no! No! My perception of games! No! Please! Don't take away my game of the year! You know, hyper tension about this beautiful game! Oh god, it's not even that good! It's all blurry! Uh, and I just started freaking out having a goddamn meltdown. This, this was right after playing Wind Waker HD on the Wii U, so going back to it, just, it hurt me. Mm. It fucking hurt me because I had thought how, you know, that Skyward Sword was the top game to have come out on the Zelda platform, but after playing it so much, I realized it was either lacking or overcompensating for a lot of things, and it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think you could emulate a Wii U on your uh, computer? I don't know. 
I have not toyed around with any emulators at all. I'm curious to see what I can handle. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to take a look at that. I actually thought about this the other week because one of my absolute favorite games of all time, um, I probably do still say it is my favorite game, uh, for the GameCube, it's Custom Robo. I want to get a GameCube okay. em- emulator, and I want, to, yeah. I want to try that. I want to get a GameCube emulator and try Custom Robo again. I know a lot of people shit talk that game, but like, come on, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> um. Be careful, friend. Yeah. I hope you don't. I hope it's not a rose tinted glasses situation. Where... It, it's not. I know it's garbage. <laughs> Damn. I know it's garbage. Damn. <laughs> and yet, I still oh, choose no. to enjoy it. <laughs> um, I Look, think it's that if, type if... of gameplay. Um. Where Taco Bell exists in this world. People love garbage. Uh-huh. They sometimes need it. Exactly. So Taco Bell is they... still one of my favorite fast food restaurants. Exactly. It, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. liking garbage then, as long as you're happy, right? Oh, yeah. And that's the way it is with Custom Robo. I know it's garbage. I know it's old, outdated, but there's not really a game that's similar to it that has been successful. And it's... Yeah, they've come out with ones like Synaptic Drive attempted, but it's on Nintendo's really, really shitty online servers, so it's Oof. it flopped horribly because you can't actually compete online, and that's kind of what it was attempting to do. You know, it was made by the creators of Custom Robo uh, in okay. an attempt to kind of bring it back, but it piggybacked off of the shitty servers, so Oof. it failed. But um. And, I mean, Custom Robo on the GameCube never had online features. It was always about playing with people there, and that's what I did. So it was more about that experience for me at the time. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I want to get a GameCube emulator to put Custom Robo on it and give it a shot again. Um, and then uh, Kirby Air Ride as well. That's just a... Just a oh, <laughs> yeah, look at you. I've never played Kirby's Air Ride. But I've listened to the music so much. Mm-hmm. There is a song called Checker Nights. Yep. That is one of my favorite songs of all time when it comes to Nintendo stuff. I heard it once through the, uh, I think it was the Wii Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, had it as one of the songs and I downloaded it. Mm-hmm. I heard it. And this is such a weird combination of what was going on. I had the whole thing downloaded on an MP3 player. I was biking my way through the city. My bicycle seat had just loosened up at that spot where it meets the hole, and it was just wobbling everywhere. It, 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 it was one of those painful experiences where if you use the seat and it's flying around, you got to hold on for dear life mm-hmm. on your uh, your handlebars. And Michigan roads are infamous for being bumping, mm-hmm. uh, bumpy. That includes the sidewalks. And with how bumping that fucking song was... I'm, like, holding on for dear life, pedaling as fast as I can to the fucking beats per minute of the song, bumping and throttling around. I think that what it that's what lured me into liking the song, mm-hmm. because it just felt like sheer chaos. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. The game is sheer Honestly. chaos. <laughs> oh. Yeah. that's uh, Those are two games that, like, I wish would have, like, a remake for the Switch. Something with online capabilities. Um, that kind of thing would excite me more than uh the breath of the wild 2 sequel excites me just saying like it's that level and i'm extremely excited for breath of the wild don't get me wrong but like if they were to announce that kind of thing i yeah i I, 
I don't know if I can control myself. <laughs> <laughs> These hips are moving on their own. What are you doing, player senpai? So it's just a little uh, insight into my interesting taste in some games that I enjoy more so than I should. But And I know it's trash, but I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what is my trash game that I would enjoy playing all the time? <clears throat> wow. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, you mean World of Warcraft? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I shitting on it, WoW players. <laughs> No, World of Warcraft is like a banquet that they kept adding food to, but they forgot that if you leave other food on the table still, it gets moldy. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> when you try to eat everything for the banquet, you're still going to get food poisoning, even if they add new flavors to the table. Uh, <laughs> if you're going <laughs> to... Damn, I, I feel fucking slandered now for <laughs> I think there was a game on the PlayStation 1 that I used to enjoy, even though it was a pretty bad game. Was, I think it was called uh, either Blackstone or Darkstone. It was like a... Almost had... Oh, whoops, sorry, I just dropped a thing of uh, maple syrup. I'm not Canadian, I swear. Uh, Darkstone, right? I believe it's called Darkstone. It was like an RPG-style game where... Yep. Almost felt like D&D to an extent, because you play different classes and stuff, and... It was very limited. I enjoyed it. I got I was too scared to easily buy certain games, so uh it once you got into the creepy dungeons and there's skeletons that came after you and if you died you'd start all the way back to the beginning. I kinda lost interest, but it wasn't a terrible game at the time. It wasn't really a bad game. I'm trying to think of like what is a legit <laughs> garbage ass game that I just couldn't help but enjoy playing. And I'm trying to think of a game before internet days. I'm gonna continue pondering on this, but we should probably keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I'll just randomly shout out a game title or something. I did mean to um, follow up. Oh, jumping way back in conversation about the uh, the no internet and games I had been playing because I know this is one that you've been playing quite a bit. Um, I did yeah. a deep dive into Craftopia um, offline, Ooh. and uh, that was nice because i've enjoyed uh games you know creative games survival games uh games with, like with a really really chill environment to it uh oh, like yeah. you know raft um for one minecraft like something that's chill for a bit and then can like out of nowhere escalate to terrifying <laughs> um, oh yeah but for the most part has chill environmental music you know it's just relaxed and like craftopia was one that i sank quite a bit of time into while i was uh offline um, but playing Skyrim and Craftopia, fueling my, uh, desire for <laughs> some, uh, online play again, I made the, uh, I don't know if it's a mistake, because I'm, I'm happy and I'm enjoying it. Uh, when I, as soon as I got back online, I got back into Elder Scrolls Online, uh, for the first time in a long, long time, and that is my MMO of choice. And MMOs are huge time sinkers, so as soon as I got back online, I've, Probably put too much time into that game. <laughs> but Wait, what game? Elder Scrolls Online. I uh, yeah. First hockey and now you. Well, I was Shit. the one who actually got hockey into it. Whoops. Of course. <laughs> of course. I, yeah, I got us I got the group back into it. My bad. Because so, <laughs> when I say I mentioned that Skyrim was an unhealthy addiction for a long time. Yeah. It's that, but online, and I get to play with people, because you couldn't do Skyrim with people like that, and it's right. fueling, oh, it, it's not good. 
it's not good how much time I'm putting into ESO. <laughs> I tried getting into World of Warcraft uh, this week, and uh, thankfully my natural instincts kept kicking in and telling me I shouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, my instincts were like you're back online you're fine to do this it's not like you can work anyways game no <laughs> i think the first time i got onto the character that i was playing that was like up to date with all the raids and all that stuff had the best gear at the time uh i had quit after i uh this is a weird bizarre story to be telling but it happened during the time that i didn't have a podcast to tell it on so work with me here uh, <laughs> There was a time where the expansion before this, uh, let's see, was it Legion and then straight into Shadowlands? I think it was. No, it wasn't. It was it was Battle for Azeroth. Sorry. Uh, it's a shit. They got so many fucking expansions in World of Warcraft. <laughs> Battle for Azeroth, I was just running around with uh, Brandon and a couple other people just goofing off and the like. And... Uh, we had our own guild, but it wasn't growing or anything. It was just basically like a location for us to keep our shit. And Brandon's like, we should find either find new members or try to find another guild. So I went out, started fishing for guilds, and a lot of them sent off red flags. And, uh, you know, I was like, nope. <laughs> you know, we're like family. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't fuck around with that. Uh, <laughs> Like anybody that uh, any company that tells you it's like he, we're here like a family and we you know we're gonna work like family. It's like yeah, that's whatever, what my dude. Uh, job that I may or may not have is telling me. Oof. <laughs> Oop. Yeah. No. No. Uh, people always recommend do not ever work for a company that says that we treat ourselves like family. Like mm -hmm. that. That is mm -hmm. a huge red flag. Firsthand experiencing that right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I find a group. I do a couple of runs with them. They're pretty good. Uh, Brandon and I run with them for a, a difficult uh, dungeon run. And before the thing even starts, we get shouted the fuck out by the healer. I'm like, <laughs> before we do anything, like, don't you dare fucking kill all these enemies that once to kill us. And like, said that out loud on the fucking voice. Chat. I'm like, okay, I I'll, I will. I'll just kill one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I just touch one? You have one? <laughs> and it was a one-time thing, I told myself. Sure. It wasn't, like, and this was a lady. The the guildmaster was a lady, and this was, like, the second command lady. This person just randomly shouted. We passed the interview, if you want to call it that, because I was thinking we are just having fun, but apparently we were, you know, being tested to see if we were good enough for the guild. <laughs> and so I join, Brandon joins... And later on, I have somebody who's in a different realm, so they can't join, but they constantly help out. I'm playing a, a mage character, and I'm basically in the background, just, you know, doing my thing. I'm shooting frost bolts every here and there, just, you know, fucking minding my own business. Or, no, it was fire. And because of that, since I was doing nothing, like, next to the bosses and the raids and stuff... Uh, Guildmaster sees me just thumbing my own ass as I'm just uh, lighting up the damage charts, and she's like, Hey, you! Tyler! You should be the shot caller. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Just let us know every single time, like, something happens in the raid so we can be ready to dodge something. I'm like, okay. I do that. It's okay. It's whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I was the shot caller. And apparently, in their heads, shot caller meant raid leader. 
So when the next expansion oh, no. have the latest one, they're like, hey, Tyler, we were actually thinking about having you as an officer in the guild, even though you've only been here for three, four months. I'm like, okay, I'll be an officer. What am I going to be officer of? Uh, you know, mages or DPS or something? Mm-hmm. They're like, nope, the only position we got available for you, and we already talked about it, we're going to make you a uh, raid leader. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you talked about it? <laughs> You're like, yep. I'm like, shouldn't I? The council has spoken and decided. <laughs> Seriously, like, what the fuck? They met up, had written down a piece of paper, and they're like, well, you don't have to accept it if you don't want it, but that's all we have for you. You're going to be a raid leader then. And I'm like, okay, well, fuck. So I had to set up the times for the raiding, all that stuff, get people, you know, signing up, make sure they're good to go. Occasionally helping people gear up and all that stuff. It took a lot of fucking time. Yeah, and that's like a job a, in itself. This, this is going to be a fucking story. It, it, it gets juicier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the raids going, and we're doing the raid. It's one raid that's out during the expansion. Uh, I don't remember what it's fucking called. It's some fucking castle with a vampire in it. Sounds kind of familiar. And when we go in, we're trying to do it. People are sucking. Like... If three, four people die, the raid is done for, essentially, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was bad. <clears throat> and we were clawing through it. Like, I- imagine Looney Tunes style. Uh, Wildy Coyote is, like, climbing out of this cloud of wreckage, and he gets dragged back in, and you hear the Wilhelm shout. Just shit like that. It's understandable. You know, it takes a while. We're not the fastest progressing uh, guild. And they are, uh, you know, they're doing their best. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. You know, I just want to go a little bit further. Because I realize that, like, I am I know how to do each boss now at this point. Mm-hmm. Just let me go at my own pace. I'm trying to do that. I realized that in order to keep up with other players and gear up, I was secretly going to other guilds and other groups and running with them in my off time to gather up the gear. Uh, and it turned out I accidentally stumbled across one of the biggest, dirtiest secrets of the guild. So was almost every other leading officer (laughs) in the guild. They were doing this guild run for the sake of the team, but they were also very quietly going to other, like, groups and getting their gear by running and learning how to do it. So in my head, I'm like, so we got a core group of raiders that can bust ass and get through this shit. And then we got Another group that is just fortnighting their way to victory. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I asked, I was like, hey, what if we do two raids? We have one raid for a push group. A group of people are willing to push through the raid, knock it out. And I will pick, you know, this many people from the main group, the ones I know that are going to other groups and doing the secret stuff. And I will pick them, message them, and invite them over to the second group, and we can push whatever we can't do with the main group. Yeah. It sounds good. Kind of playing except, at your level kind of thing? Yeah. Like, Imagine. that way, I'm still I'm still ha- helping a main group, or the entire guild, be able to do their thing, but the people that are willing to stop it a little bit, and they want a little bit of hardcore taste, we can do that, and we can do it together, instead of secretly running around and shit. Because it was obvious to every other officer that, like, you could see gear and we could look and see what they killed. They were getting the kills of uh, bosses without, you know, the guild ever seeing them. Mm -hmm. It was kind of funny. Well, 
they decided like, okay, we should do a meeting about this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair yeah. because, because this, you know, the guild leader is like, I like this idea, but when I talked about it with, uh, you know, the co raid, uh, kill co guild leader, mind you, the person that I thought would never have to be worried about after she shouted at us within 10 seconds of meeting. And she said that I was an elitist and I'm like, well, that, no, that, 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 that's rough. We'll explain about it in the group. Well, you know, well, she sets it up. She's like, by the way, it's at this time. And I'm like, well, I told you, I, I can't do weekday nights like this. I'll be at work. And she's like, okay, we'll just do it without you. Um, are you sure we can't like do it? Like maybe after the raid or, you know, during the time where we know everybody's going to be together. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to do it right here. And now, uh, I'm sorry if you, if you can't make it that time, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, part of the family, so, <laughs> par- part of the fucking family. And this happens. It turns out one of the officers who was doing great in the last expansion wasn't doing as hot in this expansion. I had abandoned my mage uh, because for some reason it was just too hard to keep up in the damage. He decided to stay with the mage and was at the bottom of the damage. He was the damage officer and. I don't think everybody was making fun of him because he was still doing his best and he was a cool guy, mm-hmm. but he was unfortunately at the very bottom of the damage chart and having him there was actually a detriment because he was doing less damage than the extra health that the boss was getting from him being there. Yeah. And once he realized that I was going to, since I'm the raid leader that they chose for me, uh, he realized there was a good chance I wasn't going to pick him to be a part of the push team because I need the best of the best. Says this to the second in charge. She brings up that I'm being elitist and I'm trying to seclude part of the group. I'm saying absolutely not. Let me talk with Eric and I will be more than happy to either try to figure out a way to gear him up or show him maybe a class that we can get him playing so he can be having fun with the rest of the group because I know he wants to push. I don't know what the fuck happened, mate. (laughs) Eric must like Eric and that's his name was a cool guy. Still is, in my opinion. I have no idea, like, if something happened or what. The only other thing I can really envision was Eric was also known to be an alcoholic, and one of the reasons why he was doing terrible is because he was always pissed drunk during the raids. Yeah. I don't mind a guy that drinks during the raids. Yeah. I'll happily do it, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately, he just, I don't know, maybe some personal issues in life. So I'm getting this uh, push raid going after getting the approval, despite the, uh, you know, the click of tongues from the second command. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put it together. I have a bunch of people agreeing, and all of a sudden, second command cancels, uh, and I'm like, "Why is my event canceled?" And she does this like two, three hours before. I got Brandon, oh. uh, a couple of my friends, and all that stuff. She's like, "Well, if you're not going to include family, then I don't want anything to do with this." And neither does the rest of the officers. We had a meeting about this. I'm like. By the way, in the six months I've been, like, an officer, well, not, probably, like, three months, I've yet to be able to attend whatever one of these meetings yeah. are. At this point, I'm thinking their backyard barbecue is happening mm-hmm. over wherever they all live. Yeah. <laughs> and just this a little is a group of friends who live in a cul-de-sac, you know, they have their nightly <laughs> I know! <laughs> it, it screams it. It screams it so fucking hard. And, you know, they announced this right when we're doing uh, our normal raid, and... They decided at that time they didn't want me to be raid leader that night. They were having the guild leader's brother 
uh, come in and be the raid leader that day. And I'm like, okay. Because I was telling him I wasn't feeling up to it after hearing that kind of news. You know, that hit hard. Mm -hmm. And apparently there was a lot of secret beef going on between <laughs> the guild master's brother and the second command. Because apparently she hated him and his wife, who was playing in the raid as well. Uh, so there was drama cooking up over there. I kept my distance from that shit. But then after, uh, you know, this temporary raid leader and his wife left, second command starts shit talking. Uh, when soon as the guild leader is like, I fucking hate that bitch. There's a reason why I didn't want her ever, you know, close. And she's the reason why the guild split up the first time. I'm like, I'm like, oh, whoa. oh no, that's not a red flag. That's a black flag. Oh, no. That's a black ass flag. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this guild has split off already. And it's like, you know, second command suddenly is friendly with me because I wasn't the target of terror. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, her and I got into a fight and it caused such a problem that uh, guild master's brother and Guildmaster, despite being siblings, split apart from this one guild and became two separate guilds because of the second command. And I'm sitting there like, oh shit, I know what's going on here. If I'm being told I'm being elitist and an asshole and all that stuff and I haven't been able to attend or say anything, mm -hmm. I realized immediately what's going on. And I'm like, I just sent a message to the guild and the leader. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I don't want to be a raid leader anymore. You, you can have it. And she's like, well, if you do that, you won't be able to be an officer anymore. And apparently I made the mistake of saying something along the lines of, well, I haven't been able to attend a single meeting anyway, so my opinion doesn't really matter anymore. <sighs> Two days later, I wake up to get on, and I notice something odd. I was missing from a guild. Mm -hmm. I was kicked. Every single one of my characters, I was kicked. I had a wife's character was kicked. My best friend Brandon's uh, characters were all kicked blocked everything they decided wow. that i know and so i messaged the guild leader i'm like wait what happened and she's like oh i was actually supposed to talk with you about it before uh you left <laughs> mm. Mm. but uh second command was worried that you were trying to take over the guild <laughs> i'm like oh my goodness like, <laughs> So you can imagine, I'm like, holy get, like, this, this can is Can you hear me blinking my eyes right now? No. <laughs> uh, I'm, like, I'm still trying to uh, comprehend this, like, wait, what? Uh, and it all stemmed because I wanted to make a different group to get all the people that were sneaking around to, you know, do bigger raids or further into the raid. Just so we could all do it together. But because they wanted to keep it a, a secret from each other, including, you know, let's say this Eric person. And I was the one that, you know, tried to get them all together and openly excluded him instead of, you know, behind the scenes exclude him. Apparently I was the bad guy and also I was ambitious enough and I wanted to take over the guild. Huh. And, uh... Makes sense, no. <laughs> I was so mad. That's not why I quit WoW last time. What happened was, within 45 minutes, I after putting a post up, I got grabbed by another guild saying, Hey, we're doing this raid tonight. Do you want to come with us? We don't need anybody, but if you want to come along to see if you're a good fit, that'd be great. Come in. Super chill. It took us, in that original guild, four months to get to the... I think there's 12 bosses to get to the 11th one. And one... 
like three hour run, we are able to do the whole fucking raid. Up to the boss, cleared it, one shot every fucking time. And I realized I spent three months trying to help these motherfuckers that kept bitching complaining every step of the way. And all I, I, I was just standing there and I got carried. All, like three months I wasted for nothing. The, the Dealing with these people because they wanted to be family with each other. And behind it all, this weird ass lady. I don't know if you can ever hear this, April. And I'm shouting to the heavens. <laughs> But I really hope you get the medication you need. <laughs> and I hope that I hope that medication includes at least once a week a backhanded bitch slap to the face, because honestly, you deserve it. <laughs> but that's just me shouting to the heavens with wow drama. Once I realized I like it wasn't me that was a problem, by doing nothing and just being a cog in the machine, I was able to get more fun out of it in a single day than I have in four months. I realized I wasn't happy anymore with mm -hmm. WoW and I quit. Mm -hmm. So every time I get back on WoW, I'll start playing a character and all of a sudden I'll feel the weight of like four to six months of stuff I'll need to do to catch up. And it's a heavy weight, my man. It's a heavy weight. I got off. I'm like, I don't want that. No. Mm -hmm. When's if I play WoW Classic? I get on. I feel an even heavier weight. I'm like, oh, <laughs> So yeah, every time I get on WoW, I think about the time that this dumbass woman, and I'm sorry, it, you know what? I don't even know if they're, I'm going to take away from that because I don't want to <clears throat> refer to them as a lady. That isn't like a a reason to bring somebody down based on their gender. Uh, I'm just going to simply call them a dumbass. I'm, I'm sorry for you know using gender as a, a way to disgrace somebody, despite the fact that she's a terrible person in general. Uh, this dumbass person really ruined my day. And it, the sad part is, she's still in, I'm assuming she's still in charge of making everybody else miserable. And much like Amazon, some people just don't even realize it until they get out. Oh no. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, that was my fucking story. That's why I don't like playing WoW right now. <laughs> you know how weird it is to explain to your two of your closest friends at the time, and still as you know, Brandon and Justin, mm -hmm. explain to them why they're not in a, you know, welcome in a guild anymore because somebody was paranoid that you were trying to take over it. That's way too much fucking work, especially yeah. if uh, taking over a guild has to deal with that thing in the corner. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I, I just... It's crazy. Once you get, when you get gaslit that hard by a person and you recognize it, it is so exhausting that the moment I hear it from anybody else, I just immediately eat them out. One of the most lame and boring things out of a person, and like I worry about this myself, is not caring about anything. But if somebody gaslights or is manipulative in any shape or form, friends, family, random people I know, I no longer give a shit about them. I cut them out of my lives ASAP. Like, it's just unfortunate, but it's just the way I am. I don't got time for shit like this. Mm -hmm. I drink tea alone, my friend. <laughs> Even though I just pretty much sit the shit ton fit with you right there. <laughs> I, we chugged it. I'm what you sorry. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I got an empty bottle right now. <laughs> I'm sorry for unloading that on you. Uh, that, that was uh, a hell of a thing. But that's why I don't play World of Warcraft anymore. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure I would be having the time of my life of it. To this day. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I uh, I never got on that bandwagon, and I intend to keep off that bandwagon, I think. 
Um, Honestly, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I it's it's an MMO, yeah, and I kind of see it as an MMO. Uh, whether like it's something spectacular, okay, I won't ever know, and I'm okay with that because what I look for in an MMO is the. Uh, specific style of it. There's uh, something I'm more interested in. The more fantasy aspect, <laughs> Skyrim. That's what's in ESO for me, as opposed to me playing, uh, you know, World of Warcraft or <laughs> RuneScape or something. <laughs> uh, some other MMOs that are out there. Um, uh, just the one that appeals most to me is Elder Scrolls, and that's why I've been doing that. Have you ever been in a game where the community is so toxic that you stepped out of it? I. That can probably be another podcast episode. <laughs> I mean, I just I, covered one with my own right there. I just wanted to make sure I, that you felt like your voice was heard. I have been in several communities that are like that in games, and I it I absolutely understand how it just saps the joy of the game out of you. Um, you want a family feud this shit? <laughs> I think you still might have me beat with that level. Uh, because no, I never no, I... got myself into that deep. Uh, I've been placed in situations. <laughs> deep, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got myself into situations where, you know, I was thrown into, like, assistant guild leader within a few uh, weeks of me being there kind of thing. And then they kicked Good me start. out kind of stuff. Like, it's really quick how fast they're like, oh, yes, we're so excited to grow and build. And, like, you're energetic and excited about this game that you literally just started. But because you're so energetic and excited, we're going to get you in in a leadership position to kind of lock you in and keep you in the game. And I'm like, I'm not Ugh. even committed to this game yet. I've given it, like... I have a thing where I give a game a few weeks, obviously, a month. At that point of a month, I decide, you know, is this one I want to keep investing in? Is Do I want to put my time into it? And a lot of those games are, no, nah, I don't think so. So I'll back out. And they're like, oh, but you're, we need you to be, like, fully invested. You know, you need to, like, set aside time each day for this. And I'm like, no. I realize that, like, <laughs> that sucks. I hate doing that. Yeah, I After can't. It's the- not a job. You're not paying me to play this game. <laughs> After the fallout with CMQ, initially with the original team, I realized that I didn't want to take the initiative for any kind of leadership role. And that's like, that happened with me before CMQ's fallout when I was a mod for Pixel Spark, Mm -hmm. uh, which is that uh, Pokemon Minecraft server. Mm -hmm. When I was in part starting to run that a little bit, I realized that I was no longer happy because it was me trying to thrive for the role but not for the responsibility behind it or what they are demanding for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody forgot to mention the part where you're going to be spending, you know, 15, 20 hours a week making sure you're on at any given time to make sure everything's running smoothly and running events and shit. And then you're with a bunch of, like, chain-smoking other mods (laughs) that are like, Hey, newbie. You know, like, a lot of them were cool, but there's always that one person that either takes it way too seriously or is like a fucking Karen in the office theme where it's like, I'm bored. I live off unemployment checks. I have nothing better to do in my life. I need to find drama. I need something to Mm, live. Something exciting, you know? So they always, you know, they're always like, hey, did you hear that such and such did that? Like, I, I, the moment I heard them come to me like, hey, did you know that uh, mod number three has actually been 
doing a lot of weird things where they've been potentially giving people pokeballs for free or some shit like that. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like I, it's like you either have to be with them and drink them the tea up because the moment you turn on them, you're the next target. And like, just anytime I get close to that, I'm sitting there like, where's the fucking eject button on the mm -hmm. son of a bitch. And world of Warcraft, it was like that with me. Uh, when it came to D&D, &D, like with our group, I was totally chill with the idea of being the uh, the player at that set point. But then somebody stepped up suggesting that they should be Dungeon Master, and I just kind of looked and like, all right, here we fucking go. I guess I'm Dungeon Master. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck this fucking shit. Like, yeah. Uh, I have become so low energy when it comes to like taking leadership on shit. Before, like CMQ used to be a full-fledged thing, and now we... We're kind of like, we keep the office lights on, and that's about it. The warehouse has kind of been shut down for the most part. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not untrue. I mean, some people like the warehouse setup with all the podcasts, uh, all the events, all the live streams and stuff. But it takes a lot of fucking work. Mm -hmm. And if the people in charge of it, you know, get burnt out, and if everybody else gets burnt out, and no one wants to do it... <laughs> I'm not crunching for a game I don't make money for, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I was like, if we had a Patreon, we're getting like 2000 a month or some shit like that, I'd mm -hmm. think about it. But oh, yeah, I'd be all over that. <laughs> fuck. Like, maybe I need to find something to light the fire in my heart. Even though I say that and I'm going to get it immediately extinguished by something known as a child. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I've... Uh... I had a point in general with my uh, Twitch over these past few months with me trying to spend so much energy and time figuring out, like, personal life, trying to get the work situation set, that, like, I realized it has killed my uh, creativity for a little bit. So I have been taking some time trying to reignite that and find, you know, the joy in content creation again. And I'm getting back there. I'm, I'm close. I feel myself, like... like a dog on a leash like right there like i'm so close i'm like yes i'm ready i'm ready i'm oh, ready yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah, when i understand I think of, the burnout <laughs> when i think of somebody that's like always constantly trying to be uh, a creator of something and needs to be constantly funny at any given moment 24 7 my first thought is typically markiplier mm -hmm. uh and granted you know he likes to ramp it up a little bit. He like he's a gladiator. He likes to stir up a little chaos to get the audience going. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's the guy that can do that by himself. So he needs to charge that up with people like Bob and Wade in his life. And uh, this, have you listened to their uh, new podcast? Uh, it's called Distractable. I know of it, but I haven't taken the time to listen to it yet. It had a rough start. It kind of pushed me off at first, but by episode three, I was... I was into it. Like, you, you read into a lot of people that are normal people that emotionally elevate them to, like, godly levels through the power of their own friendship. And, well, anyways, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you ever need a streaming buddy, I, I probably won't stream anymore, but if you ever, like, Diablo 3 last night, a blast. it was fun. It was yeah. I think we need to find a game to where we're both on equal level and we can goof off together mm -hmm. because yeah, I, yeah. I, I've said it. I know you feel bad about already. carrying me and I'm going to be, I'm putting in the work to get caught up, but it's a grind to get caught up to where you're at. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the problem is though, if I play more, that just makes it worse. Exactly. You spent some time playing I'm, today and I looked I'm and sorry. I'm like, I 
go! <laughs> so, you know what I'm doing tonight. I'm catching up. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wait. Oh. Uh-uh. I see that look. No. <laughs> After the podcast. No. <laughs> okay. Yes, father. Yeah. <laughs> Do your homework first. No. <laughs> so, we're pushing an hour 20 minutes. Do you want to keep going? Or? I, I, this is just a side one. It's been chill. Uh, we don't okay. need to make it an official one. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh. Thomas, where can we find you? I blinked for a second. <laughs> you can find me in my apartment. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, okay, no. smartass. <laughs> Listen. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can be found on Twitch at Barbering Violinist. Can be found on TikTok, Barbering Violinist. Uh, but then Tyler's dreaded name for me on Twitter, I'm going to rub it in your face every time, is Barber Violin TTV. On, twi- on Twitch. Twitter, Twitter, words. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> and you, you can, can find me on. Uh, <laughs> were you gonna say? You I was like, you too. get Go there. Ahead. I was like, you get there, Tyler. You're looking around like squinting. <laughs> well, what TTV. You... My full name's Tyler Vitito, so I'm thinking like, wait a minute, my acronyms are kind of close to that, and I'm starting to get nervous. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought two times, which is TT, mm-hmm. and, I, and I started really panicking. But then I remembered there's also Tyler, so it's TTT. Not TTV. I'm one letter away from being my worst dreaded It can still nightmare. be Tyler TTV. Oh, why does it feel it's TTTTV? Gesundheit. Too many titties. No. <laughs> too many titties? No, no, there are no such things. How many titties? <laughs> too many titties. It's too many titties. <laughs> oh, we love our dear friend Lena. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. Uh, I don't stream nearly as much as I do. You could probably occasionally find me uh, either through Barbering Violinist on Twitch, but if I do ever stream again, you can always just you know check and try to search for it. Uh, it's Surprise, also we're going to drop those Tyler. follows and get him to partner next time he gets online to stream. <laughs> Wait, who the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who the fuck I am. Uh, okay. Okay, sure, I believe you. And Hockey isn't here. You can find Hockey... Uh, if he manages to get rid of that excess blood that's stuck in his feet for being upright for too long, <laughs> uh, you can find him on Twitch at Hockey, H-A-W-K-I-E, 115, uh, or on Twitter, same thing, H-A-W-K-I-E, 1151, because he apparently made uh, <laughs> Hockey 115 and then somehow lost it and then made another one. Like, downloading the same file twice, uh, he, he got his name and then just added a one to it. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was Thomas. This is Tyler. He, he's the host. I don't know why I'm doing this. We never said who's hosting. <laughs> oh, shit. Who's hosting? Hockey. Hockey's hosting. From his bed Hockey. while he is sick. <laughs> Hockey, uh, take it away. That's right, hockey. And don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. (laughs) See ya. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com 
forward slash revelries music or just click on the link in the show descriptions the background music is the album top 50 best classical piano music by brilliant classics you can find out more about creative commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 4.0